0: Look who's coming up. Sports Daily. Uh, my
1: name is Dean Millard, and it is uh, an honor and a pleasure uh, to be here with you and to uh, be able to be here with you Monday to Friday on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Twitch channel. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a massive amount of fantasy talk. We're going to introduce you to the uh, amazing leagues that we have going at Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. And we're going to bring on some fun guests and uh, have a real fun um, time talking sports, life, crypto, um, betting. We're going to have all kinds of people on. So, This has been something that I've been looking forward to doing for a long time. I I love, obviously, I've combined, uh, or I've covered uh, sports uh, for a long, long time, uh, almost a quarter of a century in television and radio, and I love fantasy. I watch sports now with a fantasy perspective more than ever. This past World Junior over the summer... Um, you know, for the first time in my head, I wasn't totally behind Canada because I had a bunch of Finnish players on my team that I owned with Craig Button and uh, Ian Constable, and we'll tell you how we did. Hint: gold is our color, uh, but we'll tell you all about that as we go. So I love combining fantasy. I love combining just just chatting sports in general, and uh, I love that we have this uh, great message board and chat room. Here are right on Twitch that we can discuss things. Uh, we can talk about anything that we want to, uh, that you want to on the show. So feel free to chime in. Please uh, let us know what you're thinking in the message board. Say hello. Uh, love uh, chatting with uh, all kinds of different people uh, from across the fantasy sports world. And we have a ton of uh, people in the sports world. So we're going to have some fun on Ultimate Fantasy Sports daily, Monday to Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then we will uh, lead you right into many really, really cool things that we have. Even tonight, Andy McNamara fantasy ultimate fantasy football discussion tonight we are going to be discussing a lot of fantasy football on this show uh, even with our guests who we will get to in a second but andy will be on right after us talking fantasy football so make sure you stay tuned for that uh, we will have shows about our league. We will have shows about fantasy in general. We will educate you on the crypto world. Uh, we will talk about our scouting program. Uh, there is so much to talk about. That is why we have this show, uh, to be able to educate you and uh, help everybody understand just exactly what it is we have going with Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Andy Max says, Showtime. Larry says, Let's go, Dino. Going to be a fun show for the maiden voyage of UFSD. Uh, sharp logo as well. Uh, yeah, that was a beauty logo designed by Ross Mongro, our uh, guru. So. Uh, On the show today, Tony Karandak is the president of UFF Sports. He's going to join us and drop by, and we're going to chat about some of the cool things going on right now, some of the really cool things that you'll want to know about in the future as well. And Jamie Thomas, my old roommate, and the director of scouting for football at UFFS. He is also uh, executive producer of the Twitch channel, and he's a member of the Winnipeg Jets broadcast on radio. So lots of stuff that we can talk to him about, uh, some football news uh, today that we will tell you about in just a second. So those are our two confirmed guests. We are chasing another guest, waiting to see if that is a possibility, but it might have something to do with uh, somebody covering the Edmonton Oilers because that's uh, obviously... ...in the news today as well. But we're going to start the show off... uh, ...every show we will start off with a question of the day. And the question today is... ...do you add a jerk tax when trading with a fantasy jerk? Now full disclosure... ...I have probably had to pay the jerk tax more times than I would uh, care to admit uh because i probably would consider myself a bit of a fantasy jerk sometimes or so, at least other people might consider me me a uh, a fantasy jerk but there is definitely people uh that i charge the jerk tax for like there is for sure somebody uh i you know i'm i'm not going to name names um but i will say uh there are people in the ufhl and in my other fantasy leagues as well, that when they ask me for a trade, I tack on what I call the jerk tax. Now they might become better people and then there's no jerk tax, but until like, until somebody shows that they're not a jerk, they're going to pay the jerk tax. And there's some people that don't pay the jerk tax. There's some people that I get along terrifically. I find them excellent and, and, um, what's the, the word I'm trying to look for? Responsible fantasy players. I don't charge them the jerk tax because they're not jerks. You don't pay the jerk tax. Now, on the flip side, you don't get a discount for being a nice person. You just pay the same rate that everybody else would. Ultimate Fantasy Sports on the chat says, fantasy jerk remains a fantasy jerk forever. So you can't, according to... To them that you can't get off there. Like if you do something nice or you show that you um have redeemed yourself, I will. But in until that point, until you do that, you remain on the jerk list and you pay a jerk tax. Shame. 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 Oh, that's my uh that's my good friend JT, Jamie Thomas, who's gonna join the show. Him and I, we we have. I think him and I have some similar fantasy jerks <laughs> that we tax. Oh, Larry wants names. Bend the knee jerks. The price has just gone up. Maybe over time, we'll we'll give out some names um, as they become more jerkily uh, or or jerkish, depending on uh, your grammar. I I'm terrible at grammar. Larry is my uh, the grammar police with me, because I'm always asking him so those questions. So chime in. Do you add a jerk tax when trading with a fantasy jerk? You can hit me up on Twitter at Duck Millard. You can hit us up on Twitter at ufs network. You can chime in in those different ways. You can always get us. On Instagram, UFF Sports official, and you can check out the website ufFsports.com. If you have any questions, info at ufFsports.com. But hit us up on Twitter. Let us know, do you charge a jerk tax in uh, fantasy sports uh, of any kind? If there's somebody you don't get along with, and you know what I find? I find that people, surprisingly, don't want to pay the jerk tax, so they stop sending me offers, which is good. I don't want to deal with jerks anyway. I like dealing with uh, responsible fantasy people that, um, you know, play by the right rules, and are respectful. Like that's that's one of the big things about not being not getting a jerk tax. If you're just respectful about how things are done and how things go and different things, you you don't you won't pay the jerk tax. It's easy to get off uh, my uh, jerk tax list. Jamie Thomas. That's going to be a little bit different. You're going to have to work really hard. It might be an impossible task to get off uh, the jerk tax list when you're playing fantasy football. Okay, uh, top three. We'll start every show with a question of the day. We can uh, lead into different things with that, and we'll also uh, get into our top three. Today it is NFL storylines. What are your top three NFL storylines from the offseason um, you know, these would be great if they had an impact on fantasy football, which I think mine do. Like, even the number one storyline, everybody hates the Browns. Like, how is Cleveland going to have any kind of season when, or or maybe that's what they do is they rally. I don't know. Um, I, I just think, like, with Cleveland obviously not having their quarterback for the first 11 games. And everybody hating the Browns? Baker Mayfield was really smart to get out of there. Obviously, if they're bringing in another quarterback. But we're just talk about him in a second. Everybody hates the Browns. That is my bit. Like, they went from lovable losers to everybody hates them. Is that going to have a big impact on your fantasy team? It could because they actually could be better. They could have that chip on their shoulder and say, screw everybody. We're just going to be the heels and we're going to go out and win the championship as heels. So you could be looking at a boost for your Browns players. We'll talk with uh, Jamie Thomas a little bit about that uh, later on, about everybody hating the Browns and, and what that may have sort of an impact. Devontae Adams is gone from... Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is back, and Adams is a Raider. That's my number two. And and listen, I'll be honest, I'm a Raiders fan. I got I got Bo right there. It's actually Amy Trask's name on the back. Awesome Raider employee. Uh right hand woman to L. Davis. The princess of darkness, as she is known. But I'm a Raider fan, so Devontae Adams going to the Raiders is great. Although, did you see the snippet? My good friend Connor Halley of TSN 1260 former producer of mine when we worked together he put out a snippet of Brady on that HBO and they're basically everybody thinks it's Derek Carr and and Tom Brady's like you're going with that bleep 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 so throwing some shade at at Carr but Carr now has you know the arguably the best receiver in the game one of the best so I I look at that as a massive story the AFC West is going to be ridiculously awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to love it if the Raiders win it. And number, one, uh, number three, rather, Brady's back, back again. I mean, Mooch loves this in the UFAFL. He thought he was going to, to the Legends League of our fantasy platform on UFFS. So anybody that had Brady before is like, oh, wow, this is an early Christmas present. You know, wh- how long until Gronk gets back? This is amazing, and this is good for the NFL. Like Retirement lasted about five seconds. Yeah, I'm bored. Get me back out there. Or else I'm going to end up drunk on the boat again all the time. So Brady back is a pretty big story. I mean, I still think the Browns and everybody hating them is going to be an even cooler story than that, but still. Um, and, And the other thing is I just think that The Browns, like, how much is that going to benefit them? How much are they going to play off of the fact that everybody hates them? Is it going to be enough for them to have a chip on their shoulder and be able to win? We'll see. Chime in with uh, your top three off-season storylines. Love to hear it uh, in the uh, Twitter chat. Oh, Larry Fisher says the UFFS jerk tax can be scored to cover the trade fees. That's actually a uh, that's actually a pretty good one, actually. Jamie JT says don't even acknowledge trade offers with fantasy jerks. Yeah, that's right. Andy Mack says, I don't hate the Browns. Go Browns. Well, here, Andy, Cleveland against the world, baby. Run Nick Chubb 50 times a game. Let's go. That's what I mean. Like, this could be, like, I I still think it's not going to be fun to be a Browns player this year. Because, listen, no matter what anybody says, nobody likes being hated all the time. Like, I guess Andy loves the Browns, so they got some love. It, it might not be the most fun, other or, or maybe it will be fun. Maybe they'll love it. Maybe they'll just be like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, you know, because you know, sports fans are like goldfish. They'll forget in five minutes in the next season, and they'll go from there. So maybe Andy Mack says that's going to be a lot of tax. JT, go get Jimmy G. So Garoppolo is there. Now Garoppolo could work out his own trade, but you know, and like, and you know, Deshaun Watson is coming back. If you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you're just going there for eleven games. I guess you could go there and then showcase yourself. Obviously, you know, but I think everybody knows, and and this is no disrespect. Like, I think guys that get the label of like a game manager or uh, you know systems guy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's just a, it's just a different style of quarterback. If you win, you win. Who cares? If you stand on your head and throw touchdowns with your feet, I don't care, man, as long as you win. So if Jimmy G goes there and wins, wouldn't that be something? Like, Then, then he gets a new deal somewhere else. That's, that's, that's what it is. We'll check out the uh, chat here. Embrace the hate, Andy Mack says. 24K Sports, no Jimmy G. Jacoby Brissett leads the team. There's got to be some fantasy connection there with Jacoby Brissett. Because who else thinks... uh, No offense, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Sam Darnold, no matter what, until that former Brown Baker Mayfield entered the equation as week one starter there. Quite the QB battle, controversy brewing as a storyline. And uh, Tony, who's going to be a guest on the show right away, says, I heard Dean say everyone hates the Browns so many times I had to change my outfit. Oh, jeez. Maybe he was going to be wearing some Browns. Andy Max, stay strong. Plus, it's the only cold weather gear you have. Yeah, he's in, he's in Costa Rica, so it is quite cold. Okay, Tony Karandak is coming up after this uh, short break. We'll get them all set up. Uh, we've got some big stories to discuss uh, as this show unfolds. Patrick Kane rumors to Edmonton. They keep heating up. Will it happen? The snipers in the UFHL would love that. The Panthers have named Baker Mayfield, as we told you, their starting quarterback in a week one. Sam Darnold, the backup. Carolina opens up week one versus Cleveland. I mean, did that, that's obvious. They they, made, they, made, they wrote that script for that. You couldn't have planned it any better. And how about the Yankees' second half slide? Since July eighth, they are thirteen and twenty-five. Since the All Star break, they're ten and twenty. One team in seventy-five years has as good a first half as the Yankees had, and had a below five hundred record in the second half, and that was by two games. So the Yankees are ten and twenty since the All Star break. Man, oh man! And the dramatic win for Canada at the World Juniors meeting East End wins the ufwj all of that still to come on the program but tony karandak uff sports president is around the corner stick around we're back in a second this is ultimate fantasy sports daily on the ultimate fantasy sports twitch channel and ultimate fantasy
0: sports network youtube network
1: All right, uh, we are getting back into things now here on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily. My name is Dean Lard. Thank you very much uh, for uh, chiming in, and uh, thank you so much to everybody who is joining us uh, on the Twitch channel. This is awesome. Um, I love it. Uh, I will get to this. I will find uh, these comments because uh, Pipeline UFHL. My uh, nemesis says, my new favorite sports show. Oh, thank you so much. And I will let you touch that gold medal we won at any time. Let's go, Patty Kane, to a Canadian team. Alex chiming in. Yeah, you would like that, man, the snipers. No kidding. And uh, JT says, Dean the man, stellar start, love the energy. Thank you, Arnie, for that. Uh, we're going to keep the uh, energy rolling uh, with uh, a, a, a man who... Uh, always has something on the go. Always in a busy meeting. And uh, uh, did did you change your your clothes or you still got the Browns gear on, Tony?
2: Just for you. I I, I could feel Andy uh, feeling the pain, so I went and put my shirt on. Yeah, you bet.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, all right. Tony Karandek is the president of uh, UFF Sports, and uh, he joins us. On the program today, it, is, uh, it has been uh, a real fun time since getting to know uh, everybody in this platform and this group, uh, and, and you guys have been so fun to work with. Um, I, I, I want to get into just what we're doing as a platform when it comes to kudos. This is a really, really big step for us, Tony, and I know everybody's really excited about it. How excited are you about this next step for us?
2: Super, super excited, Dean. Um, first of all, congratulations on the show. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I think everyone's going to be excited, and it's going to be uh, uh, very informative and entertaining, uh, for sure. So congratulations on that. Um, yeah, the, the move to Kudos is going to be a, a big step for the whole platform. Um, really like the team there, like what they're doing, um, like the technology that they have, and I think it's a big step up for us. Um, they're up and coming, so it is, you know, it, 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 it's a new – new blockchain but I think uh, going along with them for the ride is going to be a lot of fun so that's you know part of what makes it great is we're working together um, building something new and 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 going forward so it's you know it's it's kind of exciting when you get to be a part of their growth um, and their growth will help our growth and uh, you know vice versa so yeah super excited
1: yeah, I, I can't wait for it. Uh, I I know everybody's uh, really excited to see. Uh, I know that that Kudos is really excited at, at what we sort of sort of have uh, building here and 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 how we can help them. And it it just feels really nice to be working in such a cooperative relationship.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, they it's very unique. It's a block. No other blockchain has computing power like they're going to have. Um, so we'll be able to leverage that, and instead of using AWS and paying um, big money to run our platform every month, we, we'll get a savings there. And um, yeah, I think it can catch on pretty quick, and uh, we're excited to be a, be a part of it at the beginning. So.
1: Yeah, and and I know Kudos is uh, excited about uh, the, you know sort of what we have coming uh, down the pipe, so to speak. And uh, one of the things that we have is as we're looking at the the website here is uh, daily fantasy sports and this card project. I mean, this is something that we've been looking forward to. Can you tell, you know, the the people that are tuning in for the first time uh, or maybe are very new to UFS what sort of program this is going to be and and how they'll be able to participate?
2: Yeah, for sure. We're super excited about it. I think this was the missing piece of the whole uh, ecosystem. Um, How do we, you know, a lot of people – understood what we were doing and thought it was cool, but um, how do they participate? How do they get involved? Um, And this daily fantasy gives everybody the opportunity to be involved in the platform. Um, And I think it's a really interesting twist on daily fantasy um, because it just adds so much more to it when you bring the NFTs in and that you're actually holding a a digital asset. Um, When you go play DraftKings, everybody can pick the same lineup. Everybody can pick whoever they want. Um, with this uh, setup you you need to acquire the the players right you need to acquire the cards in order to play them um so it almost makes your your deck of cards um, like a a roster right like you're you're managing almost like managing a team but you can play whenever you want right so the acquiring the nfts in order to play them just adds that gameplay to it where you can buy and sell um you can take advantage of having a star player and selling them off and maybe buying a younger player, right? Like, what does your deck look like? Is it a young team? Is it an old team? Is it, you know... Um, so it just adds that uh, dimension that Daily Fantasy doesn't have. Um, so, yeah, we're excited to get it going and um, launch here with uh, uh, football first and, and hockey um, as the season starts. And, yeah, it's going to be fun.
1: I, I just think the uh, the ability for... You know the general public that you know do not own a franchise in UFFS. For them to be able to get involved in this and the the trading and you know the selling and the buying, all of that stuff. Uh, Looking for that perfect lineup and educating on what our leagues are about because, you know, there's lots of plans for expansion, you know, for people that don't know our leagues mirror one to one uh, with the actual league that they're based on. So our UFHL mirrors the NHL, uh, all sports, uh, basketball, football uh american football basketball baseball and, and hockey have pro leagues uh, uh, among others so it is some really really cool stuff and the fact that i, I think that it's going to be more accessible to the public as well is something that's going to be a lot easier you know we know uh crypto isn't going anywhere but we also know it's not the easiest to get into so making it more accessible is something that's really important as well down the road
2: yeah, for sure. And it's a really good point, Dean. Um, the marketplace is going to be way more accessible to everybody. You're going to be able to buy NFTs with your credit card. You're going to be able to buy NFTs with other cryptos. Um, I think we've got it down to where it's, you know, it's going to be easy for anybody to, to get involved. And uh, that's important. That's what we needed. Um, it, you know, It's taken some time for this whole thing to evolve that way. But uh, it's going to be a very important part of our platform. So, yeah, we're excited to get it going
1: and you know uh, also it's it's amazing to, for the general public to see you know we're seeing some of these amazing jerseys and logos uh on uh the, the screen right now i mean we have some incredible uh artwork artists rather that that do these incredible logos and we have some terrific creativity behind them and the minds behind them i mean Listen, I, I have a hard time uh, picking out my favorite, and I know we have the logo contest right now, but uh, are, do you have some favorite logos uh, in in the kind of the UFFS world from, from different sports? There's so many cool ones, obviously.
2: Yeah, it is actually. We're very fortunate. Um, people put a lot of effort, and, and, and the branding is exceptional, I think, in our leagues. Um, very professional, and that's what we, you know, so we intended it to be and, and and if you look at what uh our brands are as good as i think some of the professional brands so um very happy about it um yeah the logo challenge is really fun it's interesting to see uh who's coming out on top and who will actually be the the ultimate uh logo but uh, yeah i'm in the, in the in the ufhl i'm a big fan of the yeti's logo i thought mm-hmm. they would be up top but uh, um arlo and his stingrays came through and it's I think they have a good brand. It's a unique brand, and, and uh, uh, it's good to see. I think he also won on the, on the baseball side with the Black Bears. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I um, like, like that Black Bears one, too. Um,
1: you know, I, uh, I I think it's really cool that everybody kind of, can personalize it if they want. I mean, you know, Arlo uh, uses the stingrays. That's you know, obviously a an, an ocean animal, and and that's where he is. You know, I I go with the duck theme with mine. That's our family sort of thing. The you know, the Rock Republic representing Eastern Canada. I just think the the personal the personal touches and the connections to the owners is really cool because who doesn't want to do that if they owned a professional team and and these are professional fantasy franchises.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think it's a big part of it is is the branding and, and having that uh, um, connection to to you know where the team came from, and that's you know, that's why part of the thing is making sure we build these brands and not changing the names of teams so that they have this legacy and we just keep developing the the branding, and it's it's really powerful um, for the whole platform um, to have these brands, um, you know. Crypto Project has one brand and we have 180 brands, right? So we can really leverage that and, and be unique and, and get that out there and get exposure. And it's really starting to happen. Um starting to snowball in terms of you know people participating on social media and, and their brands getting out there. So um, you add the daily fantasy to it and people are going to have a connection um, to you know our brands and, and if they're playing it every day. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time right now to uh, get this launched.
1: Yeah, and, and something else that's uh, pretty exciting as well is uh, the VR1 racing. Uh, you know, uh, Bilal and, and Ross and I uh, chatted about it last week. People can find the details on our YouTube page uh, about this. But, I mean, looking at this car, this is just next level. This is so incredible. And this racing that we're uh, a part of and that the, the things that we're putting together, it's it's amazing. Like, I think a lot of the stuff we do is next level these racing games are so much better than the Atari games you and I grew up playing, man. It's so crazy. Good.
2: Yeah. The graphics are insane. And, uh, you know, I big shout out to blow, uh, bringing that idea over to us. Um, and, and basically what it is, is, is a marketing tool, um, for ourselves, um, and for other crypto projects. So, you know, racing is, is really global, easy to understand. Um, People are going to enjoy watching these races just because the graphics are so unreal, um, but it's an opportunity for um, different projects to get their uh, their message across um, and out there consistently. Um, marketing is always a tough one, right? Um, how do you market? How do you get in front of the people that you, uh, the audience that you, you need? Um, and this really uh, gives you a, a year round um, ability to get your brand out there next to some of the biggest brands. Um, There'll be a Bitcoin car, there'll be an Ethereum car, there'll be a, you know, we've got more projects coming on all the time. Um, so getting your brand next to these big brands um, in a competition, in a, you know, in something that's really engaging, right? Because uh, every project's going to have a contest where um, people will design the cars and they're going to pick a car that they're going to use. Um, being a team member, being a driver, being part of the marketing for the, for, for the team, um, there's, there's a whole bunch of things that make it really um, engaging and i think projects um, businesses are always looking for how do they engage their their audience um, on a regular basis um, you know for example you can get an influencer to do a, a video on your project um, and they charge a lot of money to do that um, but here with with the racing league, you have that exposure every week, every week, every week, right? And and the ability to engage your community. So we're really excited about it. Um, pretty much any project that we uh, have uh, pitched this to is on board. So we're going to have a lot of exciting announcements in the next week, two weeks um, of projects coming on, um, and it's really going to get UFS incredible exposure. Um, that we I don't even know if we could buy it the, the kind of exposure we're going to get. So we're super excited about it and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun on top of that you know that's that's the great thing
1: yeah just the the watching it alone it looks you can't tell what is a game and what is real so i can't wait Uh, drivers are going to be wanted, car designers. Uh, Here on the screen is a number of ways that you can reach out to us and we will put you in touch with the correct people. I mean, this is going to be so much fun. Uh, And and we've got some really great people involved in it. So I'm really, really uh, excited about that and uh, for it to continue on and and to grow and this this whole platform uh, to keep growing. So certainly if anybody wants to reach out and get in touch with us, Uh, they can uh, do that at any of those uh, emails or uh, social media platforms. Tony, this has been so much fun. Uh, I still love, I still remember the day your sister reached out to me to get me involved, and I'm so glad she did because... Uh, this has led to so many cool things, and I, I look forward to this growing even more. Um, you know, uh, this is going to be so much fun as we expand into racing and, and different sports and, and get some more people on. Thanks so much for joining me here on the inaugural show as our very first guest. Have a great evening.
2: Awesome. 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 Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it.
1: You betcha. There's uh, Tony Karandek, uh UFF president. And there are the ways. If you If that intrigued you, Then get on, I was going to say get on the horn, but we don't have a phone. It's not 1980. We don't have a rotary. We have email. Email info at uffsports.com. There is the two uh, Twitter handles, UFS Network, UFF Sports. Both DMs are open. UFF Sports Official is our Instagram, and you can check out the website uffsports.com. Get in the game where you own the game. Cam Turner from uh, North Star says, I like Tony's jersey too. The one on Dean's wall as well. Yeah, Bo. I, I can't wait for Bo to be a digital athlete in football and baseball for Legends League. Larry Fisher loves the Prairie Wheat Sox. Classic brand for baseball and UFF Roots. One of my favorites. And Cam says PWS logo is elite for sure. So many awesome brands across UFFS, according to Larry Fisher. Cool to see who the fans voted for in the Logo Challenge contest. Can't wait to see who comes out on top as the ultimate logo. The haunch always delivers the good. Sim racing has big potential. I mean, those logos and those graphics and the cars, it's just next level. It is awesome. There's Bo, by the way, with the Amy Trask on uh, the back. Keep the chat coming. Uh, Love that people are tuning in for this show. Hit us up at UFS Network. You can get me at Duck Millard if you want to as well. Uh, We're just getting started. Day one, guest one. We've got a lot more on the go. When we come back, we're going to present Fantasy Thunderdome. You remember Mad Max? Two men enter, one leaves. This time we have two fantasy players, one will leave. We'll also get into the big stories. Tom Brady back at Buccaneers. Who cares? Like, it's Tom Brady. Why is this such a big deal? Like, why is there... It's not like Tom Brady was absent looking for another team. He's just hanging out, resting. Tom Brady's back. Patrick Kane, is he going to be an oiler? We will talk about that. And NFL storylines with Jamie Thomas. Fantasy Thunderdome. On the way. Right after I go get another drink of water and set things up for the next guest. This is ultimate... Fantasy Sports Daily on the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Twitch channel and our YouTube channel, Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Also, catch it in audio format where you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, thanks very much for sticking around. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily on uh, the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Twitch channel. You may be watching us on uh, replay on the YouTubes uh, on our YouTube channel, Ultimate Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, if you are and you missed the conversation with Tony Karandik, you can catch it later. You can also find us in podcast format. Wherever your favorite shows are found, we will get that uploaded a little bit later today. Uh Tony says uh Dean has nailed it. It's going to be the go-to sports show. Congrats Dean. Thank you very much. Always nice uh when the boss gives you uh, congratulations. Sounding fantastic. Always remember to hydrate from Cameron. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got lots of water. And here's the thing that people don't understand is you you like caffeinated drinks and broadcasts are a bad mix. So just hydrate with water or tea. Decaf, things like that. JT, Jamie Thomas, just the beginning for my former roommate in Ultimate Fantasy Sports on Twitch. And my man Clark Monroe chiming in saying, Wheat Sox checking in from the UFLB. We you, you just missed it. We were giving you guys some love for that awesome logo, Prairie Wheat Sox. Love it. Uh, I have I have like a list of franchises that I'd like to buy and name. Uh, so i'm gonna have to find some franchises uh to to uh to pick out so to to match my list of names uh that i have just a reminder this was our question of the day from earlier do you add a jerk tax when trading with a fantasy jerk i don't know the entire layout of the uflb from an owner's perspective i certainly know it from putting the league together and yeah, there'd be a few guys in there that would get charged the tax for me if I was an owner. I'll I'll I can say that for sure. Clark would not be one of them. He's he's a great guy to work with. Uh so yeah, uh do you charge a jerk tax? Uh drip says yes we do. There we go. And also our top 3 today is NFL storylines. One, everybody except Andy hates the Browns. Two, Devontae Adams is a Raider, and Brady's back, back again, and back at practice today, which I don't really understand why that is uh, such a big deal at all. It's Tom Brady. Who cares? Just be glad he came out of retirement, man. Like, who cares where he was for 11 days? As long as he's not breaking the law. As long as he's not hanging out with Fertando Tatis Jr., trying to get rid of that ringworm. Ringworm is terrible. Can't believe it uh okay so right now drip says go brown so there are browns fans but that's obviously like listen when the oilers were the best team in the 80s everybody hated them too because they were the best team this is just hate for a different reason so you're not gonna start hating on although i i was once a dolphins fan and i switched to the raiders because then the dolphins were gonna uh, suspend anybody that was kneeling it was all back then i'm like This is getting crazy. It was time for me to move on from the Dolphins. They had disappointed me enough. Uh, Really, the only time that I've changed teams in in that regard. Go Cowboys, says Max, uh, commissioner of uh, UFAFL. Uh, Alex says, ha-ha, the jerk tax in the trench network is certain guys don't negotiate with certain teams, and we pass them on to other members of the management staff to work out our negotiations awesome alex i love it and so you know that's what you like honestly charging a jerk tax might not be the smartest thing because you might not get the deal done i i just you know i i'm just a kind of a jerk myself so i need to charge the tax to somebody else but you know you have to be if you really want to win in fantasy you got to be smart and sometimes you have to say i don't like this guy but i need to make this deal to make my team better pipe arnie says we're just happy when we get taxed less than 40 percent of the jerk tax uh trying to charge a real tax in ufs won't go as far as teams are too smart and just won't deal with you y'all got champs tax to consider too i don't i've charged the jerk tax already to a couple of people in the ufhl so clark's back good to hear Okay, right now uh, we're going to get to a uh, fun segment that uh, we're going to do uh, every single week. And it's called Fantasy Thunderdome. Welcome
0: to another edition of Thunderdome.
1: you be cocky and arrogant even when you're getting beat. Two men enter, one man leaves. Prediction? Yes, prediction. <gasps> hey, and right now, I've got two men. It's serious, Okay, this is very serious. We've got the uh, Thunderdome crew here as judges. I want to hear from you guys on the Twitch chat message board about who you would take. So this is how we do Fantasy Thunderdome. Two players enter, one leaves. Just like Mad Max. So here are the two players that you get to choose from today. couple of pitchers. Corbin Burns of the Brewers or Max Fried of the uh, Braves. So first of all, you've got a couple of teams to decide on. Braves just won. And not, you know, they got rid of uh Freddie Freeman, but they brought in stuff. So it's not like they just threw everything away. Like some other champions in some leagues have done. Uh Burns is twenty-seven. Max is a year older at 28. Six and a half million right now for uh, Corbin Burns, which is the ridiculous deal. Six point eight five million, so fairly close in salary. In the UFLB this year, Burns has nine point four five fantasy points per game. Max has nine point five one. So they're really close. They're close in age, they're close in the production that they're putting out everybody is saying burns. But you're on a team that just dealt away their closer. Like like as far as whatever stats matter most, if you're wanting wins, Max has a better record. I think he's got 14 wins. Burns all day. And even Arnie says burns. Well, then I might have to go with Max just because I might have to disagree. So, Chime in in the chat. Uh, Would love to hear from that. Also, a poll question just went up in the chat as well about the big story of the day. So a couple of things that you can chime in on. Why is, oh, I was watching NFL Live and Gronk was on there. I'm like, did Gronk announce he's coming back? But it was an old, old, uh, (laughs) an old uh, video. So chime in on who would you take? Corbin Burns right now running away with it. Uh, also, uh, on our poll question, what is the big story of the day? Patrick Kane, rumors to the Oilers. Man, would that shake things up. The Kane brothers with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Baker Mayfield named the starter in Carolina as the Panther starter. The Yankees slide continues. 10 and 20 since the All-Star break. They take on the Mets tonight, and Canada wins World Junior Gold in dramatic fashion. And if you missed UFWJ yesterday in the recap show, holy mackerel, was this crazy. East End went into the final basically as close as you can get with Valtacuna. We had the same amount of players. East End had six Finns and two Canadians. Valtacuna had six Canadians and two Finns. And Mason Mason McTavish saving the goal on the goal line, so Kent Johnson could score was a five point two five point swing, and that's like that's crazy. That's how it shook down. I mean, it couldn't have it couldn't have been any closer. So we are ecstatic uh, that East End was uh, was able to come out victorious. In this championship, there's the there's the st- stats. Like I said, they were just ridiculously close. Uh, and for East End, it was a championship. So we're really excited about that. Alex says they would take Burns as well. Clark's biased about Burns though because they you know they they didn't you know they realized they were, that when he fell to them in the draft they were really excited. I like Burns as well. I think you might end up getting more points out of fruit because of the, the better team and the contending team. Uh, not that the, the, the Brewers are, you know, like always out of it or, you know, they, they, they have made the playoffs and losing uh, to the Dodgers. Uh, but they did just trade away their closer. St. Louis is red hot. So kind of the rest of the way, I might go with Max. Better team, more stats. More quality stats. But long-term, Burns is probably going to be the better pitcher. We'll see. He certainly has been uh, so far. Love the uh, interaction on uh, Twitch. Absolutely love it. Uh, so let's get to some, uh, some big stories of the day uh, when we talk about uh, the world of sports and the fantasy impact. And, and listen... I'll I'll look at the poll question right now, and I'll see where we are. 44% say Patrick Kane, rumors to the Oilers. By the way, you can vote extra with some bits, all those uh, Twitch uh, fun things. Do you want to have an extra vote? Feel free. Chime in. 44% of the votes say Patrick Kane, rumors to the Oilers is the big story of the day. Baker Mayfield as the starter for the Carolina Panthers and the Yankees slide uh, coming in at number two and Canada winning World Junior Gold is the uh, number four story of the day. If there's something else, uh, feel free to chime in with that uh, in the other uh, segment as well. Uh, And we are going to have Jamie Thomas in the second hour. Still uh, looking for an Oiler guest. I'll check the text messages uh, when I get off on this commercial break and see if we've got somebody uh, drip says he gives up less homers so i'm not sure if he's talking about burns or freed i would have to check 50 percent now a uh, half the voters saying kane is the big story of the day uh, we'll talk more about that uh with people as we go hopefully we'll be able to bring in another guest if not We'll just keep the open stuff going after uh, commercial break. I'm going to check the text line on the cell phone, see if I can uh, round up an Oilers guest. And if not, we'll get back to your thoughts. I'll give you my thoughts on Patrick Kane and some of the other big stories. Still to come, Jamie Thomas, Jets Radio, and the Director of Football Scouting for UFFS. Lots of preseason football chatter still to come and much more. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily. We're back in a second. Thank you very much for sticking around on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily, Monday to Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Twitch channel, uploaded later to YouTube and in podcast audio format just for Arnie. The only person we do it for is Arnie. I'm just kidding. We do it for uh, a lot of people. But Arnie really, really loves it, so... It'll be out there in podcast, audio format as well. Uh, speaking of Arnie, he says the Oilers have fans? Yeah, they're going to have a lot of fans if Patty Kane ends up at Edmonton. We're going to talk about that here in, in just a second. Uh, and Drip says, yes, uh, less homers for uh, Max, Max, Maxi Man. Uh, M. Pagano71, Kyle Turpin, the next great NFL returner? Hashtag emetcalf metcalf hashtag ask Andy. Uh, Andy's coming up with fantasy football in an hour's time. Uh, ultimate fantasy football. So we're going to have like a mini segment with Jamie. Andy has got you for a full hour. Get your fantasy football needs sorted out. Oh, M. Pagano says Patrick Kane to the Leafs. There is a rumor... Um, Dubas, Kyle Dubas said they have had talks with the Chicago. How are those talks going to go? Because it was the Chicago GM. Oh, hey, just wait. We're in an ad. I'm going to pause. We're in an ad.
0: We're back now. It was just a short ad. So there we go. So Kyle Dubas
1: to uh, the, or to, how, how would those talks go with Kyle Dubas and Davidson of the Chicago Blackhawks? Because it was Davidson who apparently leaked the uh, trade talks that they were having. So is Dubas saying, yeah, I'll take Kane, but it's going to cost you because what you did before. And then the Hawks are like, yeah, just try to get out of the first round for once. Okay. You know, like but get, get out of here. So we'll see. I, I think, like, listen, whatever happens, you're, you're looking at massive, massive uh, moving of contracts if you're the Edmonton Oilers or the Chicago Blackhawks retaining a massive amount of that contract. Like You know, the, the Oilers are going to have some LTIR, but still, they got, a, they got a lot of cap to get rid of. See if we can bring in the Puckpedia page here and uh find the Oilers. Um the, yeah, they they're just they are in you know, they're they're gonna have to get some relief from either the Blackhawks or um some other team. Wow, these pop ups. Try to find uh where the Oilers are. I think Patrick Kane, nobody is going to say we don't want Patrick Kane. The thing is, if you get Kane, is he going to stay? Is it just one and done? You know, as soon as the contract done, he's out. If you win a cup, who cares? Like, this. this is what people I don't understand when they talk about Oh, I wouldn't do that because it might hurt us. Or Zach Hyman's contract is bad. Well, if you if it wins you a cup, then everything it doesn't matter. Fans will forgive you. Fans will forgive you if you win a cup. Yeah, they they, they might be grumbling, but still. Like listen, Chicago fans right now can grumble all they want. They got all those cops, man. Alex says he will lose his bleep if Kane lands in Toronto. It would be awesome. You know, if, if, look, if, you, if Patrick Kane is looking at Canadian teams, I guess he could look at Ottawa and see the amount of stuff they've done. Toronto is so close to where he's from. And Pagano, 71. It might be the only move the Leafs could make that would get me excited again. And then Arnie says Kane would lose in the first round if he joins. So, I don't know. Listen, the Oilers, it would be incredible. Um, What I want to know is what happens to to the depth chart if you get Patrick Kane? Like, who's leaving? Who is leaving on this depth chart? And listen, I think Patrick Kane is awesome. But the Edmonton Oilers need a little bit more help on the blue line than they do need anywhere else. You've got some players that are the same as other players who make make, way way more money. So something has to give, uh, uh, you know, Patrick Kane is great. Nobody's turning down Patrick Kane if you can make it work. But where's the blue line help? Like, if Oscar Klefbaum was somehow healthy, then I would be a lot more comfortable with that blue line. But he's not. He's not playing again. I think signing Kulak again was smart. So we'll see. Uh, and the chatter on the, the Twitch is that if, if Dubas doesn't get out of the the first round now, he's done. Well, I think that's... How many more times are you gonna go? Like th- that that Toronto team is, you know, ridiculous. Now, is it Kyle Dubas's fault in the playoffs? He puts the pieces together. Leaf fans, you tell me what what is the missing piece for Toronto? I don't know. I know what the missing piece is for the Green Bay Packers this year. And that's their star receiver who's now in Oakland. Or in Vegas, rather, uh, with the Raiders. So we're gonna bring we're gonna chat with Jamie Thomas in a little bit about uh, some big news in the, the the football world. But the big stories we're talking about today are Patrick Kane. the The fantasy element of that is incredible. Like is 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 a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, his fantasy value decreases. I believe he's with the Grizzlies, but the Snipers. You know, they're loving it. If if Kane ends up in Edmonton, that means two of their stars, Eichel and Kane, get new homes with star players in the UFHL. And where does Patrick Kane go on your draft order this September or whenever this, you know, next month, this month, whenever you're doing your, your hockey drafts? If Patrick Kane is an oiler, is he a top-five guy now? Like, he'd kind of not been you know, obviously a top-five guy. But playing with McDavid or Dreisaitl, Patrick Kane's probably a top five guy now in fantasy. I know he's older, so in dynasty leagues, uh, if you're starting a dynasty league, you're probably not taking him top five. But if it's just a, a, a starter league again or whatever it is, he's top five. Drip says go Hurricanes. I like uh, what Dougie. Or, uh, I like what the Carolina Hurricanes said. I wish Dougie Hamilton was still there, from a fantasy perspective and a selfish fantasy perspective. Cameron says adding Kane would be peak twenty first century Edmonton Oilers. Would start six forwards if they could. Well, you might see five on the power play, as we've seen in the past uh, from different Oiler teams. And they run four. And that first power play unit in Edmonton, they, they play like a buck four. It's like, I don't know, the Canada power play in the gold medal game was the number one unit for almost two minutes straight. And they got like five power plays in a row. New the Oilers they run that number one power play for a buck 45. And the second power play, they're like, uh, Oliver, please, can, can we have some more power play time? That's a terrible English accent, but they're like begging for scraps at the table. Well, McDavid's out there, yeah, racking up power play time. So if you have second-unit power play guys in Edmonton, don't get too excited. They don't get a lot of power play time. So there's your fantasy tip for today. You know, if they're not named McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh Hyman was a good net front presence, uh, Nugent, or, uh, Kane, Nugent Hopkins, those four guys Sometimes there was a switch in and out. You're not getting a lot of points. You're getting barely any table scraps. Even if they score, they're always starting. The only time that number one unit doesn't start is when they were just out there. And you add Patty Kane to that. Then some guys that you're looking at, like your Poole Yarby's, those guys, they're not getting a sniff of the power play. Uh, They don't even get it hardly now, and they wouldn't if Patrick Kane... Uh, was involved in this so i want to touch on that world junior championship and and basically i just want to say i'm not going to bash the organizing committee they did what they felt was right but it was a cave most of days the final was great but and I'll, like, i i'm not going to berate them but they should have had a plan for lower ticket prices maybe they couldn't Maybe, I don't know if it was a Hockey Canada decision. Maybe they just had to heck with it. Maybe some of the tickets were sold and people just didn't show up. I don't know. I will say the hockey was awesome. It was the closest fantasy or World Junior event I've ever been at. Only one team gave up double digits in a game. I've never seen that. Usually four or five teams. Now, does it have to do with a third of the players opting out? Possibly There would have been some really skilled players in this tournament, and there might have been a little bit more offense. Now, the tournament was highly skilled, but it was competitive. Latvia only gets in because Russia is out, and they make the medal round. And if you weren't aware of the Ultimate Fantasy World Juniors, it was incredible. Dynasty fantasy, like all of our leagues, it takes uh, whatever you're involved with to the next level. Colcock says, Hockey Canada, learn to read the room. No kidding. Like, it's, it's August. It's a recession. The organization doesn't have a great name right now, obviously. There should have been 20 or 30 tickets. Or they should have kept the tournament in Red Deer where the Holinka was in a smaller barn. Like, I'm not worried about people not going to the Ivan Holinka. That's for the scouts. But you didn't have to have, you know, it's just, it's a really good point. Learn to read the room. And at some point, my father-in-law, Bill, came up with this one, and it's not the first time he's came up with a smart idea. But he said, why didn't they give it out to, like, hockey programs or te- baseball teams, get a bunch of kids in there or something like that? You give out 20 free tickets to a hockey team, some parents are going to have to buy. So I don't know. Prices were, were too expensive. Crowds were low, but the hockey was awesome. Uh, for guys like Mason McTavish to come back, and play the way he did, it was great. And if you missed how the Ultimate Fantasy World Junior ended, Mason McTavish for Valtacunia saved a puck off of the goal line. That allowed Kent Johnson of East End to score the game-winning goal. If Johnson wouldn't have saved that, Finland would have won, Cunha would have received the goaltending bonus, and they would have won gold. Instead, it was a 5.25-point swing for East End. And the team that is uh, partly owned by myself, Ian Constable, and Craig Button, the first ever gold medalist in UFWJ. It was absolutely awesome. I absolutely loved it. So um, I I can't wait for December already. Uh, The other big story, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the NFL with Jamie Thomas next. Uh, He's the football scouting director for UFFS. He's also on Jets Radio. But the Yankees and their second-half slide. Sorry, Mooch. Sorry, Yankee fans. I'm not a Yankee basher, you know. Uh I I just I don't know what is going on. Like the Blue Jays went through their swoon. It obviously wasn't the manager's fault. The Dodgers have had a little bit of a swoon, but they they all recovered to some degree. And some now, sometimes and they, they go back in. But this Yankee, since July 8th, they're 13 and 25. Since the All-Star break, they've won 10 games and 20 losses. And then You know, like last night, I'll I'll say Aaron Judge handled that perfectly, man. Not letting a brawl end up with guys getting suspended because any fantasy guy, you don't want somebody sitting on the... I got Ian Anderson right now suspended. He was suspended, now hurt. It's, it's, It's crucial games right now for fantasy, especially in the Ultimate Fantasy League Baseball, where we go all season and then we have playoffs. You can't afford to have Garrett Cole or manoa or judge suspended and garrett like listen just baseball guys in general stop fighting you guys you, you 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 look like ridiculous you look like you've never thrown a punch before so if you don't know how to punch don't fight if you're a pitcher don't fight especially it's the stupidest thing ever to go and break your hand the guy last year for the brewers i can't remember who is the reliever punched to wall was out for the playoffs one of the dumbest things ever. So I I I looked at that baseball situation last night with the Yankees and the Blue Jays, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? And, and I thought Aaron Judge was perfect. I thought it was an absolute perfect way for him to handle that situation, to make sure it didn't get out of hand. And this guy, this has, like, been the best story, you know, most of the year. Aaron Judge, you know, people thought he was going to hit 60. I don't know what... what is gonna happen like the Yankees? I think have a, f- a five game lead still in the division, but only one team. I mentioned it earlier, only one team in seventy five years after as good a start as they had had a record under five hundred in the second half. Only one team. The Yankees are ten games under five hundred. Did you see the game yesterday? Or I, I'm not sure if it was yesterday or if it's Saturday when they honored Paul O'Neill and the boos that were coming down for Steinburner. unbelievable. Like, listen, we think Edmonton is a tough place to play. Imagine sucking in New York, and this is a team that was un- incredible, un- incredible in the first half. So if you're a Yankee fan, like you're just like, what is going on here? Blue Jays, you can look at them and say they're still young. You know, the Yankees made some moves. In the offseason, they thought they were getting somebody, and they didn't, so I don't know. Cameron says that gold medal finish was as dramatic as it gets. As they say, Disney would have rejected that script. You're totally right, Cameron. Uh, Drip says first rule coaches teach in brawls is don't use your throwing hand. No kidding, but... You could get your throwing hands stepped on. You could end up in the bottom of the pile. I just, like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. When your hands, your fingers, your fingernails are so important to you, stay, like, if you're Garrett Cole, just, like, get back in the dugout. And, you know, if you're Alec Manoa, just stop talking. Like, I just, the the bravado that happens from baseball players, in my mind, is silly. Because the the brawls never, unless you're Nolan Ryan, you know there's 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 never been that great of a baseball brawl. So, but it's a good point. Don't use your throwing hand. I if if you're going into brawl, like tape your hands up, bubble wrap them so they can't. Nothing bad can happen. The last thing you want is somebody stepping on it with their cleat. That is not good news. All right, uh, love uh, the chatter on uh, Twitch, on the message board. Keep it coming. Uh, We've got another 40 minutes to go. And then Andy McNamara takes over with Ultimate Fantasy Football. You have fantasy football questions, he will have the answers. You have questions about the Browns, he won't shut up. So don't ask a question about the Browns or we won't get any fantasy football questions. So that's coming up. When we return, I'm going to go hydrate. Uh, I might visit the uh, the, uh, outside to get some fresh air. It's like 30 degrees. I don't know how fresh it's going to be. And Jamie Thomas, Jets TV and the director of scouting for UFFS football will join us on the other side of the break. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily on the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Twitch
0: channel. (laughs)
1: Thank you very much for sticking around the program. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily on the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. My name is Dean Millard, and uh, we have some really fun programming lined up for you. Uh, Andy McNamara is coming up right after I am done here at 6 p.m. Eastern with Ultimate Fantasy Football. So if you have your questions for Andy, you'll want to get those in as soon as you can. But. I am really excited uh to bring in my next guest. Uh a guy that I have known uh, for quite a long time. He is also uh the uh, director of football for UFFS, Mr. Jamie Thomas. Jamie, how's it going, buddy?
3: Dino, your show is elite so far. So I'm really glad to be honest. Thank you for having me and I I to be the guy that was on your first show. <laughs> It's emotional for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're
1: emotional. getting verklempt. You're, you're getting, you're getting a little verklempt. I'm going
3: to Cry Baby after this. Like, after Cry Baby, <laughs> it's going to be on the docket tonight because of how emotional I am about this whole thing.
1: Yeah. So we, we should tell people, like, when you and I were roommates, I'm just trying to uh, fix your uh, – I'm trying to uh, do this show and uh, – Produce. And Ed produce at the same time, uh, not uh, not the easiest. I'm switching your uh, call. Anyway, I'll I'll bring you back in in a second. Uh, we we sure. were we were roommates, and we should uh, point out that I would make you watch the movie Cry Baby all the time with Johnny Depp, and like you would literally yeah. get up and leave the house when I would put it on.
3: It it like there are a few things you know. You, now that I'm a, a dad you listen to the same songs over and over again with your kids and you just can't take it anymore. and You snap. That's what crybaby did to me. I would snap because I just couldn't believe that you took that movie seriously and we would, we'd actually have to watch it. And that's the beauty of you Dino. Like you find people's weak spots and you exploit them. And that is what crybaby was. It was like, it touched a nerve in my soul where it just made me so angry. And even the word crybaby and G Lee and all that stuff like that, they just made me angry. So, so I, pre- I appreciate you bringing back some bad memories.
1: Yeah, it it really is one of the worst movies out there. I was just in a Johnny Depp phase, so no, I, I I I do uh, apologize for that Johnny Depp phase that I was yeah. in.
3: I I hate the fact that I was your roommate during your Johnny Depp phase. Yeah, it's so, like the
1: <laughs> one of, one of the worst phases that I went through. Um, yeah, okay, everybody so. Has their own phases. Yeah, of course they do, yeah. So I want to talk, um, some obviously, some, some National Football League because this is kind of yeah. the time of the year when we're looking at it. Um, our, our, our top three today is the top three storylines from the offseason. And, and, you know, I think yeah. everybody hating the Browns is going to give them a chip on their shoulder, Brady being back, and Devontae Adams with the Raiders. Uh, as far as fantasy perspectives, what about you? What are you looking at as the big storylines from the offseason?
0: Uh, Well,
3: I, I think Deshaun Watson is by far the biggest storyline, right? It just what, what the Browns gave up in terms of capital, um, the investment they made in him financially, uh, including the sneaky little thing they did with the $1 million salary because they knew, knew he was going to get suspended this year. Uh, I think that is the big storyline in, in fantasy football too because if you were an owner of any player from the Cleveland Browns, you were excited at the opportunities of the offense that Cleveland could have a uh, continuation of last year, and there's a, more, a little bit more Deshaun Watson. So now you're you're sitting back going, okay, what are they going to do? Jacoby Brissett, I, I've seen Jacoby Brissett a lot over the years. You can't tell me um, there's any concern about him if you're a defense uh, tearing you apart with his arm. So they're going to do the same thing, run trying to ram the ball down people's throats and hope their defense comes through, right? So um, to me, that is the big storyline for this, for this season uh, in fantasy.
1: So some people were talking about Cleveland going out and, and getting Jimmy G right now, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense for you? If
3: Like 11 games, my friend is like, if this team is built to win the way everyone's saying it is, and this that's clearly what you do when you bring in into Sean Watson, I don't know if you can afford to fall behind uh, early on. So I, I, if Cleveland truly has Super Bowl aspirations, I think you – I think you have to take that that within, take that take into consideration. I, I just don't know if you can rely on Jacoby Brissett to take you through some tough games. Um, And, and so I'm on, on that guy, and I realize that, you know, does Jimmy G, is that a great place for him to go? I think so with the offense that they built and the team they built there. Like, what more, hey, I held this team together while Deshaun Watson was suspended for 11 games. That is, because now, right now, he's on the downturn you know, clearly he's a Band-Aid for a lot of teams right now, but what better way to put yourself back in that I can be a starter in this league more uh, than you hold the, piece, the team together during, a, you, you can't, this, this is just all the controversy that's surrounding the Browns right now. And I know they haven't played a regular season game, but if you get a guy in there to s- s- slow things down for the offense and get things back on on the tra- on the track here, I think because if, if they go in a swoon or start losing, they're like, going, oh, why'd you get Jim? Look at all this bad karma you're getting from Deshaun Watson or not being around to help this football team right now. So uh, I think that any good PR, and no, there's no better PR than winning uh, mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns. So that's just that's where I, I sit on that one. And for Jimmy G, it's, it's a win win if, if things turn well for him. It, should he end up in Cleveland?
1: Yeah, you win uh and people forget and they start yep. coming Always. out and watching. Look at the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg where you are, right? They're leading the yeah. uh, the CFL yeah. in a, in attendance. And and I, I just wonder how much is this going to motivate the Browns. Like we saw Houston on their the Astros on, you know, their their cheating uh scandal situation. They had a yeah. a, a down year, but They they rebounded right away. Can can Cleveland ride this? And if you're if you own a Cleveland Brown player, um, if if they can get a quarterback, are you excited about them motivating themselves with the hate?
3: I I think so. And I now if so when you when you when you think of Cleveland right in this situation, if you're a player in that in that dressing room that locker room, you're like, yeah, this is this people hating us is based on one individual. Yeah. um i would sit there and think that you play through that and I, I don't think you fault yourself for that whereas you know the houston astros are like that's more of a team wide organization issue and you can understand why people hate you whereas if you're the browns players are like man i didn't do anything i'm just i didn't make the decision i didn't sign this guy i didn't bring him in so maybe after a while like you know they have a great opportunity and i think they're they're saying to themselves let's not let this ruin it let's not let all this bad press ruin what we've built here and uh it looks to me like a solid playoff team so that that uh, to me hands down what's happening in Cleveland is the biggest offseason story and then then the the quarterback shuffling you know like that was that that was a very CFL like offseason in the National Football League right it just you know we're so used to you and me have covered the Eskimos for years and I know it was was Ricky Ray for the longest time and then all of a sudden it's just it's a turnstile of quarterbacks going through in Edmonton uh since Ricky left was traded to Toronto Argonauts but now that, to me, was one of the craziest off-seasons ever uh, and, and because of the wide receivers, the Devontae Adams, the Tyree Kills, you know, Russell Wilson going to... Denver. The NFL, as it always does, it grabs our attention, but that was not usually the way that they have to grab people's attention. That was just an off-season like none other... And, and A.J. Brown going to Philadelphia and these big contracts being handed out to the likes of Tyreek Hill and the n- numbers we haven't seen in, 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 at that position. So and that, that's another, I don't want to say controversy, but it's just something where you have to think about, okay, I'm, I'm giving Tyreek Hill $30 million for him to touch the ball 10 to 15 times a game. And I know there's that threat of him. That's where I have. I'm not saying an issue, but it's just like one of those things where you're, you're scratching your head, going, "Okay, yeah, he's a difference maker, but is it 30 million dollars a year?" And this is from a guy that has loved the Dolphins since Dan Marino came along in the <laughs> mid '80s. And I've questioned many of the things they've done over the years as a as a faithful Dolphins fan. And I don't I'm excited about Don't doubt that ever. He is an electric playmaker the Dolphins haven't had. And you know, if they want Tua to, to succeed, they have given him the weapons to do so. But man, 30 million dollars is a lot of your team's cap to spend on a guy that, you know, won't some some sometimes aren't going to isn't going to touch the ball more than 10 times a game.
1: Uh injuries are always part of or, yeah. or should be part of your research when you're drafting in fantasy, and obviously there yeah. uh, there's key injuries Football more than any sport, guys are dropping left and right in training camp in the preseason. Yeah. Any particular ones for people to keep their eye on? Uh, you know, some guys are out for the year. Some guys may not be out for a long time, but football's a short season. You need your fantasy yeah. points. So who are you looking at as far as key injuries right now?
3: Well, you know, it's like, uh, there's so many obvious places to go, but I think what happens to your offensive line when it goes to crap uh, because of an injury um, look like in Green Bay, David Bakhtiari, uh, the, the, one of the best left tackles in football. He is hurt, but now has come off the pop list and you know, could play week one, which is a miracle in itself. That changes things for Green Bay entirely, and that solidifies the offensive line, which gives you know, Aaron Rodgers more time. They can run the football a little bit better, like all those types of things. That plays a large role. What's hap- look at what's happening with Tampa's offense. I know Tom Brady came back today, but who is going to protect him? Um, with all the injuries they've had in the offensive line. So it's it's you know, you and I could sit there and go back and forth, that this 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 uh, receiver being out is going to hurt them, this guy here. But if their offensive line isn't intact with the solid players, like Tampa Bay had a couple of uh, retirement in the offseason, but now these injuries come in, that plays a large role in what Tom Brady and the offense is going to be able to do in, in Tampa Bay this year. And then another thing that comes to mind, he's still on the field, but what about Matthew Stafford and his elbow, one of the weirdest stories this off season about it's like a pitcher's injury that plays a large role into what type of throws he can make. And that hurts the abilities for Cooper cup to have the numbers he had last year. Does that hurt the run game? There's so many variables in this with the, with that elbow issue that Matthew Stafford is having. And I know he's just tough as it comes. We've seen, you know, uh, NFL films of him getting absolutely annihilated coming, going off the field, coming back on the field. Um, He's as tough as it comes, but does that change? That will change the offense if he can't make certain throws because that elbow's bothering him. So that is something to me that if I'm, you know, I have Cam Akers or Cooper Cup on my roster, I'm I'm wondering how that's going to work out for the uh, Los Angeles Rams and fantasy players uh, as this season wears on.
1: Jamie Thomas is joining us. He is the director of scouting for football in UFFS. Uh, he's also uh, executive producer of our Twitch channel and. He's on the broadcast for the Winnipeg Jets. We'll talk about that in a, just a second. But one thing I want to get into is the risk of drafting players who are or may yeah. end up getting suspended. I mean, professional athletes, uh, whether it's baseball and Trevor Bauer, who's suspended for a long time, or football and and Ridley or, or uh, Deshaun Watson, or guys yeah. who may, you know, d- do we have to start researching these guys to see, what might happen down the road? Like, there is definitely a risk. You don't have to... I'm not saying you have to defend the player for for what their actions because some of these actions are deplorable. But I'm just saying yeah. you have to know the risk of drafting a player who may be suspended and be able to, to pivot if you do.
3: Yeah, and then it also depends in your fantasy league what the rules are, right? And if you have a place for a guy that's suspended on your roster that doesn't take up a you know, a bench spot or something like that, then maybe you consider it. I even had an owner in our, in our fantasy baseball league, the great white North baseball league asked me about Fernando Tatis. Is mm-hmm. there a place I can stash a guy suspended? Absolutely not. He's a bench player. So it's either, he's either on your act, he's either on the field theoretically from fantasy perspective or a guy on your bench, right? So it, it's something you have to think about and it is plays into the whole role of doing your research before, of these things, and, and then the trickle down effect that we've already talked about, Deshaun Watson, how does that hurt the guys that could be fantasy studs for you this offseason? Those are the types of things you have to think about. Is it a dynasty league? Is it, you know, a, a redraft? Like those, that all plays a role and that's what makes this all so much fun and that we get to talk about this. And yeah, we, we don't need to get into what the person did. It's the unfortunate part of a fantasy. It's just, how does it affect me? That's the only thing that we really think about before we get into the actions of said player uh, and what they did. So it, it, it changes your strategy. But if you're like a gambler, a guy that's like, I like I like to shoot for the stars, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to join me in week 12, getting close to the fantasy playoffs. I, I mean, I believe his first game against the Houston Texans. So what better way to come back onto the, and, you know, that could hurt, help your fantasy team that day with him trying to prove something for a team that gave, you know, Theoretically, gave up on him, but traded him away after him going through the the times and the the controversy that he brought on himself. So that's all stuff that you have to consider, and it just depends on the rules in your league or if it's a keeper. There's so many uh, ways to, to to go about these things, but it's also one of those things that makes it fun to do your research and and find out these things. And maybe if you find out something that somebody doesn't know in your league, you can sneak you you know somebody's how this is all going to work out a little bit earlier, you, you can take that chance in your draft to put them in there. So I, I remember Deshaun Watson going very early in the UFAFL draft to the hmm. Timberwolves. So, and, I, and Andy and I sitting on the desk and Regina going, whoa, like just not even know what's coming on. So that was part of the fun. Uh, of of that decision, so you kind of figure out what's what's going to happen, and you make you take that chance either way, just the way the Cleveland Browns have taken that chance.
1: Yeah, if you can survive until then with somebody yeah. else and bring Deshaun Watson in, then then that's great. And yeah. and listen, I think you, we can separate uh, having a guy on your fantasy franchise, and and you know, doesn't mean you support everything they do in their life. You're trying to win no. uh, a fantasy. Um, biggest change in fantasy football for you uh, over. I don't know how uh ten even ten years I mean is it the tight end uh uh usage and, and popularity
3: I think so and I remember you know clearly running backs are always on the top of the list, but there was I and mean, back in the day when I played fantasy football when Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders were running thing they were there was the one thing in a touchdown only league Barry Sanders you had to think about because remember he'd always get taken down on the one yard line yeah. and they do something and Herman Moore would catch the next pass <laughs> and little things like that but i I, if I had to go with what's changed the most now, well, how about our league, the UFAFL, involving offensive linemen? Um, Pro Football Focus has brought in an All-22 league. That includes offensive linemen and punters and kickers. Um, just finished a 53-round draft on that. So I think fantasy players or, or platforms are realizing that there's this need and desire for all the players to be involved and people that love offensive linemen and, and def- you know individual defensive players too that part is starting to come in a lot more and just the scope and you know guillotine leagues, just the, all, I know those have been around, but just all these options that you have to play this great game and fantasy sports is, is changed. But yeah. And then you, you look at the way the tight end has come in and you know, the passing game has changed significantly. I know it's been a constant over the past you know, say 10 years, but there's just a lot of different ways to do this and a lot of different ways to play this game. And if you're deeply embedded and you want to know, you know, how David Bakhtiari is going to affect, you know, can help you win, uh, the UFAFL is that right place and even All-22 and Pro Football Focus. So just all the different ways you can play this game is something that I've marveled at and uh, I really enjoy taking a part of and the different ways you can play is something that uh, I, I, I like a lot.
1: And uh, it's not just National Football League. I mean, Ultimate yeah. College Fantasy Football League. Yeah. It's so awesome. Wow. We have this scouting yeah. platform. We're going to talk about so much more uh, over the course of this show, over the days and weeks that this show is on. I mean, this is such a yeah. cool opportunity for anybody who's really deep into college football. And you get to have create your own university, which a number of teams have done. It's just unbelievable. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 18, 18 new universities, I guess. and. I, the one thing that I have appreciated in my short time with UFF sports is this, the seriousness behind it, the creation of the uniform. And I remember seeing Duckman Dynasty on the back there. And I'm like, when, I, when I first started doing your show and uh, early on, and I was like, what the heck is this? And then I learned about the UFHL. And, uh, you know, I got to know Larry Fisher quite a bit. And just the fact that the logo creation is such an important part and the name of your team was you know the the council had to look it over to approve it before it's allowed to go into it because of the the, the fact that you want this to be as real as possible that that's the cool part and, and with the ultimate college fantasy football league that is to me an untapped market you know we've kind of the, the uh, ea sports game went away for a bit while well, they figured out the whole licensing issue and that kind of disappeared and then you look around the internet and you're trying to find all this information on college fantasy football is not really there. Well, the fact that this is starting to go on, there's 18 teams and the ability to expand, you know, who knows how big this can go, Dean. All right. There's over a hundred FBS teams out there that there's an unlimited reach of players that you can get to and teams that you can have in this platform. So just to start with the modest 18 is just the beginning. And, it gets underway right away here. The schedules, you know, 11 games, the bowl games play a role in this. The this national championship and semifinals play a role in it. It's going to be crazy. And, you know, the participation from the athletes itself, you know, Andy McNamara's latched on a couple of guys from the University of Hawaii. I think there's going to be a more openness to it, right? Professional mm. athletes already have their – they're busy. They, they've had their time. They, you know, don't have to do all this stuff. I think the college player is kind of that untapped – resource that we can go to and I believe will be a big part of the success of the Ultimate College Fantasy Football League and just thrilled that we have it. And then the fact that, you know, guys can, a scout can own a player through college and he leases them off to a college team and then he can get drafted and just the the slow process of each player and then eventually get into the American Football Legends League, that to me is just, it blows my mind half the time when I talk about all the places this can go and the reason why we're so excited about being a part of this franchise or this of this of this company do you know it's you know i i used to sit back and listen to your shows and talking about it and how the ultimate you know the ufhl and i'm like holy cow all 31 teams and watch the expansion draft and i was just fascinated that you guys did this you bring a craig button and i found out peter labardius and sam cosentino are scouts in the ufhl that i don't think we push enough right those are two of the most passionate people or three of the most passionate people about hockey out there and they're scouts in this league. That is, that is says everything you need to know about the credibility and the excitement of what we're building here with this company.
1: Uh, indeed. Uh, and, and, and speaking of hockey, great segue as we move over there. Uh, yeah. Your your job with the jets is going to look a little bit uh, different uh, with the guy behind the bench, um, is there anybody fantasy owners or GMs should expect a boost or a decrease in production from with Rick Bonus stepping in?
0: Uh,
3: you know what I, I, you had probably about ten guys, and I'm just I, I just throwing it up there, but that didn't have a season you were expecting right from when you're talking about the Winnipeg Jets, whether it was a COVID thing, whether it was injuries. You know, I look at Blake Wheeler, who got COVID early on. He had the bad COVID, so it took him a while to get going. Um, Same with Mark Shifley; it took him a while to get going in December. And, and Shifley said that he didn't feel right till about Christmas. And how long? How far you into the season at that point? And you remember all the stops and starts the Jets had with you know the rules of COVID in, in Canada. And uh, you know, guy, I remember Blake Wheeler saying when the Jets couldn't play in a full building again, they was systemizing going out to 500 people. So there's a lot of Things that happened the season that led to Jet certain Jet players not having the season that we expected. So I will make it the easy one right now to me. Dino is Mark Shifley. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he's bought. He's all in. He had a conversation with Rick Bonus. That's one of the first things that Rick Bonus said that he talked to Mark and said that he's, you know, he's ready to buy in. And a lot was made of his final comments made last year. Um, and his final availability, but there wasn't a lot of clarity. Put to the fact that. Talked to Kevin Shevelday off. He had not had the exit meeting yet. He talked to him before, after his media availability. So he was not fully in and what was being discussed and what the thought process was last season, right? So he, he took a lot of heat for what he said, but it was pretty much essentially what Pierre Luc Dubois said. I just need mm-hmm. to know what direction this team is heading. I'm paraphrasing. And that was, what are, are, they, are they thinking about winning? Are they going to blow things up? I'm not, you know, that's, those are the types of things they want to know. So Mark, Mark Shifley to me is on the top of the list. Another guy, Nikolai Ehlers was hurt, uh, took a dirty knee in Washington, um, Dmitry Orlov, and then missed 18 games. It, he is a legit 30 goal scorer for you. And if he's healthy this year, I think the sky's a limit for for Nikolai Ehlers and will be given a great opportunity. And might even see some power play one time. We don't know that yet, Gavin Camp. For Nikolai Ehlers, I think there's a great opportunity under Rick Bonas to uh, improve his numbers. And... You you think of, we spoke with Pierre-Luc Dubois on our podcast, Ground Control, which is the, the official podcast, one Play Jets. He had mentioned that he was going on to begin to skate with Kyle Connor, and those two had already built a pretty good chem, chemistry past season, um, and you think if they're doing that and they're taking those types of things seriously, man, what, what, what else, what can they do for the Encore? And if Kyle Connor doesn't get COVID, does he get 50 goals? So there's a lot of places to go in the top six for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I also think that Neil Pion's is going to have a better year. Um, was hurt for the major for half the season, so I just think there's a lot of places to go. The guys that had down years for the Jets. So a long list of guys that could could be on the up and up in
1: 22 23. Awesome. Okay. Lastly, we got to talk about this jerk tax yeah. that I brought up. Like the,
0: the, the <laughs> jerk tax
1: is real. Like the jerk tax is yeah, real. It is. And spectacular it to is. quote Seinfeld. Um, yeah, it, and 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 I regularly attach it to some people.
3: Mm, you should. There, do, you, uh, do you? Do you? Are there, you? Are you? you um, can't tell uh, me when you get a tri- Go ahead. Okay, so you can't tell me when you get a you tri- when you get an email from somebody you see it from a certain from blank. Do you take it seriously?
1: No. Not the first no. offer for do you, sure. Do you know, it's be garbage.
3: Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, And you know, every once in a while, you'll get that offer from said quote unquote jerk and you'll be like, oh, this is actually decent. And you'll kind of, you'll try to barter for a little bit and throw something back the other way. And the jerk will like completely go back to the original offer. Um, I agree with you. There's gotta be a jerk tax. Like I will, you have to give me a first back just for this horrible offer. Like it's yeah. just the lunacy of trades that come across sometimes and you wonder to people like, did you actually think I was going to fall for this? Or I've been in this league with you for 12 years why do you actually get this time? I'm going to accept this trade from you. Like that, That's the part you're always scratching your head at some points and we all have our fantasy devils. We talked about this at length. They're yeah. just guys that you know, they're up to something. Every time they send you a trade, they know something maybe you didn't see or, and they're trying to capitalize it on it right away. So uh, I think there has to be a jerk tax just because you're a jerk. You have to give me this. And I think that should be part of the conversation and it adds just more to the, the, the fun of the game and the rivalries that you establish with certain people that you play with in certain leagues. And there are a lot of fantasy jerks out there.
1: I'm not going to lie. There are. There are in our leagues. In <laughs> so, the leagues we are in. There are. Some, sometimes I'm a jerk too. I'll admit it. I, I can be a fantasy jerk, so I, I get it. But, you
3: know, I, you, I still – You get greedy packs, sometimes in your trade. I will say that. Your trade offers. You yeah, you, you, you think there's a little bit of much, and I, and I, I get that. I, I can be.
1: I, I, I'm fully admitting I can be a fantasy jerk, and uh, but I still I can tax the other fantasy jerks. That's how it works. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jerks know the jerks. Yeah, best. It is. It's just uh. because
3: you. It takes a jerk to know a jerk. You know.
1: That's right. Exactly. Hey, buddy. Uh, you're not a jerk. You're a fun guy. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Uh, all the best to the family, and we'll be talking to you a lot on this show.
3: Thanks, man. And as always, say hi to Trish for me, and uh, congratulations on the show. I'm so, so happy that you're our guy. I Monday to Friday, and it's you're the right dude
1: to take this job. Excellent. JB Thomas, uh, you can uh, hear him uh, on Jets Radio broadcasts, and he's also the director of scouting uh, when it comes to football in UFFS, and he's the executive producer of this Twitch channel, so he's got a lot going on. Fun guy to work with for sure. All right, Andy Mack is coming up right away, so I got to get off the air. Just want to say, um, games to watch tonight. Mets-Yankees, Max Scherzer of the White Walkers in the UFLB for the Metropolitans. Maybe Steinbrenner comes out on the field again. I don't know. Uh, The Yankees have an eight-game lead over Toronto and Tampa Bay. The Mets four up on Atlanta, and they want a wild one against the Phillies. Mark Canna, two home runs, one in the ninth inning. Huge bat flip. Uh, Northern Fury, loving that bat flip. Uh, then they held off the Phillies. And also, if you want to watch something terrible, you can watch the NFL preseason. I hate NFL preseason. I know Andy's going to be talking about it. So just watch Andy here on Twitch. Don't watch the preseason. The The worst thing ever in sports is preseason football. Sorry if you love it. I don't like it. Stay on the Twitch channel. Listen to Andy Thank you so much to Tony Karandek for joining me today, the president of UFF Sports, and to Jamie Thomas, who is our executive producer here on Twitch and the director of football scouting for UFFS. If you missed anything, you can catch this uploaded to YouTube and in audio format in podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Andy is up next. Thanks, everybody, for joining me on the program today. We'll be back again tomorrow
0: at the same time, 4 p.m. Eastern.